This is episode 50 of Pretentious Internet Theater. I am your host, Andrew Cook, and whether you know it or not, I am the reason why you go to the internet every single day. And suddenly, my microphone got very loud. I don't know why. Nonetheless, we'll be reading fine selections from Mr. Hans von Hassel. If you remember him from two years ago, he's still a man from Germany who is attempting to learn how to speak English through fan fiction. This is Avatar, Sonic the Hedgehog, Twilight, you name it. Mr. Hans von Hassel has written it. And I have some of these stories and fine selections for you. Now I know some of you are scared, you look nervous, you are afraid that you cannot meet someone as elite as I. I assure you, I can help you. And I don't see any of the plebeians in here today, so we're going to see how this goes without them. <clears throat> I think in honor of me meeting the man who did the voice earlier today, I had tea with him, he's a very fine gentleman, the man who did the voice of uh, Shepard Mass Effect by Hans von Hassel. One day, Captain Shepard was drive the spaceship. I am drive the spaceship, say Captain Shepard as controls, spaceship controls. Then Garrus come and say, no, I am alien. I do not like humans drive the spaceship. And so Garrus open window and throw Captain Shepard out of spaceship. Is goodly. Now spaceship is for alien drive, say Garrus. And then he had turn world signed peace treaty with Reapers. Is good peace treaty, said Reaper King. Now we both unite against our true enemies, Earth. And Turin and Reapers go to Earth and have a takeover and get rid all people. Now we have Earth. It's time to control galaxy, said Garrus. And after that, all universe, said Reaper King, as they both get in the spaceship and fly off to control all universe. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, I assure you, though you will not live up to the suits in which I'm going to give you, you will stew an effective job and be much better than people who wear metal headbands. Around this way, please. Oh, crap. There's no way around that way. Oh, my goodness. You make way? Good. Because they, yeah, you have to walk down the long, winding corridor. Okay, here's your selection, sir. Your name, please. Dan. Dan, and you visit us before. Yes. Okay, good. Oh, uh, I, I, I must do a Sherlock one. Okay, Sherlock. Certainly. Sherlock. One day, Sherlock was sit the bed. Is boring to sit in bed all day, he say, as he about Watson's computer with a gun. Sherlock, stop your shoot at my computer, Watson, shout. But it's boring day, as Sherlock as a shoot computer again. Suddenly, the fire bullets opened a hole in the computer and computer virus flew out. Sherlock, you have let me out of computer, ha! Laugh virus as computer virus flew into the city and dissolved Big Ben. Dong! Boom, Big Ben has disappeared. Boo, Sherlock, we hate you as the people of London, and they make Sherlock work every day to rebuild the clock. 
Yes, Big Ben is complete yet again, says Sherlock after 30 years of building. But suddenly, Moriarty came with a bomb and a blow-up of Big Ben again. Ha ha ha! Sherlock, I have destroyed your clock. And Moriarty vanish in a puff of smoke. Boo! Sherlock rebuild it again, say the people. And Sherlock was forced to rebuild Big Ben's forever and ever. Very, very good, Dan. Thank you. <clears throat> thus, th thus is the fine literature that Mr. Hans von Hassel read. Um, he did explain in his biography that one day he went through Berlin. Uh, he went to, sorry, to Berlin and visited and saw very many signs written in English. And he said it was like another language to him. So he decided to learn it through fan fiction. Ah, yes. You're wearing the Doctor Who shirt. Hello. And Sherlock. And Sherlock at the same time. And Harry Potter. And Harry Potter. Well, hold on. Oh, by the way, if any of you see Tom Felton, <clears throat> I will retire happy if you can get that man to come here and read some fan fiction for us. Seriously, I've already had a Muffin Milestone being the only podcaster who reads fan fiction to make it to episode 50. If you can get Tom Felton over here to read one of these fine stories, none of them are Harry Potter because I figured, you know. It's overdone. He needs new challenges. I loved him in Planet of the Apes. Anyway, we have many of these fine stories to choose from. Which one would you like to go with? Let me look. Let me look. Why don't we do the Glee one? Okay. Glee. By Please. Hans von Hassel. This is the title of the show. Glee by Hans von Hassel. <clears throat> Enjoy. One day, Glee Club would dance the stage. It's good to make a dancing, say Glee Club, as a sing. But the sing was badly. Of the badly singing, screamed the crowd as they throw rotten bananas at Glee Club. Stop, throw your bananas, shout Glee Club. But no one had listened, and soon... There were enough bananas to grow a whole banana forest. Suddenly, the seeds from the bananas fell to the floor and trees sprung up from the ground. A huge banana forest grew up from the ground and the whole city was turned to a forest of banana trees. Oh no, say Glee Club, as they were trapped inside banana forest until the end of time. Exquisite, exquisite. I'm going to read another story for you. I'm going to read uh, Transformers, Lightbulb Warrior. <clears throat> One day, Thomas Edison was work on Lightbulb Transformation. I will transform the bulb, Edison say, and suddenly, Lightbulb makes transform the Transformer robot. Hello there, robot say. I am Optimus Prime. Hooray, Edison say. I have made the Lightbulb Warrior. Meanwhile, Edison was busy constructing on his nuclear rocket physics theory. It's good to make theory, Einstein say, when suddenly his papers turn into another Transformer robot. <laughs> Greetings, you robots say. I am Megatron. Optimum Prime is enemy, and we must go to make fightings. And so both the robots danubed outside. Optimus Prime, where you go? Edison yell as he follow his robot out into the street. No, Megatron! Edison yell annoy. You are great science invention and cannot leave now. But 
Op Megatron and Optimum Prime were too busy making fights on the streets to hear scientists. Listen at me, Edison Yell. You cannot make fightings. Light bulb is good invention, and you may it destroy. But robots only continued fightings. But suddenly, while the fighting, Ultimate Prime accidentally pressed nuclear missile button on Megatron. Oh no, Megatron yelled. What have you do? Earth will be destroyed. Oh no, Thomas Edison yelled. And nukes came out of Megatron and blew up all the city. The nukes then started drilling into the center of the Earth. It is good to destroy the Earth's core, say Nuke, as it explodes and all the Earth turns to dust. So who would like to read one of these fine selections? You have many of a plethora of choice as long as I have not already read it. I don't recommend going that way, but it's a while. Okay. There we go. <clears throat> they put me the fine facilities. Care anyway. Bears. Care Bears. Oh my God. <laughs> my Hans von Hustle. The Care Bears all made a caring. I make caring, says Care Bears. Suddenly the rain started to pour over the sunlight and a rainbow was created. Ah, so creation the rainbow, says Care Bears. But then they get idea. Care Bears shall go up rainbow and steal leprechaun's gold. The Care Bears ran up many rainbows. Suddenly they saw gold. You shall no be stealing, say leprechaun. But we shall be taking gold, says Care Bears, as they made towards many golds. But I have one thing you do not possess, says Leprechauns, as he hold out three-leaf clover. I have the good look. The Leprechaun used his Ireland's to denube the rain away. Without rain, no rainbows, says Leprechaun, and the rainbow started disappear. The Leprechaun got into his pot of gold and flew away. In it, the rainbow began its going. Oh no, no rainbow to stand on, shout Care Bears, as the rainbow to make it gone and they all fall to the ground. <laughs> Thank <Yes>. you. <laughs> Thank you. Your name again? Katie. Katie. Pleasure. Pleasure to read from you again. Yes. <clears throat> Certainly the finest. Panda, you wish to read a fine work? I enjoy your cheese. Yes, panda cheese. It's on the internet. You might want to look it up sometime. <laughs> I, it, it's a commercial from Germany. What could possibly go wrong? Anyway, what is your name, Panda? My name's Melanie. Melanie. Okay, come a little closer to my kid. That one. Okay. I'm quiet. Yes, you are. You may want to really talk into that thing. <laughs> okay, which story would you like to read? <clears throat> are you going to put me on YouTube? No. Why not? <laughs> Because I already have my channel <clears throat> called Fit Podcast on YouTube. Anyway, <clears throat> Animal Farm. Enjoy. One day, a farm of many animals. <clears throat> King Cal had made take over from farmers, and the animals had got rid of all people. <laughs> now they were in charge of farm. <clears throat> we make better. We make leaders better than people, says say King Cal. And so animals had happy Russia party, and they celebrate with party hats and balloons. But suddenly, Happy Russia Party brought snow into snow all over Animal Farm because they had many snows in Russia. Many snows on farm, say Clover. The snow made an ice all over the pig mud pool. Oh no, 
yell Napoleon and snowball because they are pigs. Nonsense, animals, say King Cow. <clears throat> Why do you make sads? All snows are goodly for animal farm, and now pigs will not make dirty and mud all over farm anymore. And they all saw King Cow was right. Is goodly to play snow, says Bluebell, as make snowballs and throw around. We all love snow animal farms, say Napoleon, as pigs play in snow and not mud anymore, and they have more party to summon more snow over animal farm. Thank you very much. Your name, please? Justin. Justin. Here are your selection of stories. Obviously, we don't want to read the same ones that we've already had. Tetris. Ah, yes. A fine one. A, a good one. A goodly one. Um, because we just had a story with a Russian theme in it. Uh, this is Tetris, so enjoy. Hall of Mirrors. A DS sitting on the floor. Someone had dropped it and a leaving. But a DS flashed brightly lights as, as Tetris to on. Blocks started to come out of the DS. These humans think they can play of us. They do, yelled the king of the blocks. King of blocks. Well now, a game of humans. So the Tetris block to run around the city and stomp on the people. The king of blocks held up the DS, and suddenly all of humans were inside the DS. Now to game of humans, yelled the king of blocks. But humans of a line. No, much of straight the humans, said the king of blocks. This game is too easy, easy with much of straightness. So the king of blocks bent some of the people, and then the people turned to blocks. And the Tetris started to play on the people, making them do Tetris. This is no good, say the people. Of an outletting. Outletting? Questioned the king. No such thing. And he flung the DS aside, ready again to play, ready again play tomorrow. Apparently, I just found out there are multiple chapters to that story, but I did not download them ahead of time. So that was very good, about the same length as a lot of these other stories. And um, you can go to Hans von Hussel's fan fiction site, which will be linked on my story. I always link back to the original authors, much as we always read as the author originally intended these stories. Uncensored. Well, all right, I censor them. Unedited for length or anything like that. <clears throat> I'm inspired, though. And I'm going to read Human Centipede. <clears throat> Centipede crossed. One day, Dr. Halter was sit in science lab, where he practiced a study on the insects. Suddenly, his giant pet centipede made Danube into the room. Hello, centipede, said Dr. Halter. It's good to see you. Dr. Halter, I need of your help, say Centipede. It is good you have turned me into a giant insect, but I have a wish. I wish to enter the crofts and win the trophy. What? No, silly Centipede, said Dr. Halter. You cannot crofts. Crofts is for dog. It is not place for insect. Boo-hoo, say Centipede, make a sodley on the floor and made sad insect tears into Dr. Halter's science research. No, my research, say Dr. Halter. Okay, Centipede, stop your cry. 
I shall take you to the contest. Yay, Centipede made happy. And they got a plane and planed to Kraft Stadium. Who is here for entrance to contest, say the judge of competition, as he observed the dogs, suddenly he saw Centipede. No, you cannot enter Centipede into Crufts, shout just, ju- Judge. I will not accept your opinion, yelled Centipede, and Centipede ate all the dogs. That, as a personal aside, that reminds me of half the internet. I will not accept your opinion, and then you eat all their dogs. <clears throat> for I am the only contestant, and you must all vote for me. Okay, okay, say Judge. Made votes for Centipede. Centipede made a happy dance of winning the votes. Centipede, you're a winner of Crufts, say Judge, and give Centipede a medal that shone the gold. Yes, I am a winner, say happy Centipede. Centipede, I am proud of you win competition, say Dr. Halter, and they had celebration with party hats and balloons. Certainly not the way we thought that was going to go, was it? <laughs> I read these ahead of time. There was one time I did not read stories ahead of time. We stopped that practice. <laughs> it involves some guy named David Kins. Doctor Who. <laughs> okay, hold on. Doctor Who. Here you go. Doctor Who and the time One day, Doctor Who was using Feather Duster on the TARDIS. Doctor, why are you always dust TARDIS? asked Amy. I must make good impression with clean TARDIS, says the doctor. As clean the TARDIS, but suddenly the Feather Duster fell to the ground and hit the button to launch the TARDIS. Oh no, I accidentally set TARDIS, yelled the doctor. As the TARDIS light up and blast into space, the TARDIS flew around many time portals, but the doctor had not set coordinated in a crash. I am crash time, yelled the TARDIS as it hit the events of the past. The past danubed around all as the event made its changing. Time is changed forever, yelled the doctor. Amy, where have you gone? When Doctor Who went back to Earth, there were raptors evolved instead of humans. Oh no, I've changed the earth history, yelled the doctor. Now everyone is dinosaur. That's right, says Amy as she turned to her raptor. And now to make finishings of you as all raptors climb aboard the TARDIS and eat Doctor Who. That was great, say raptor Amy. And now we have the time machine to take over the whole of the universe. The universe is for raptors now, says raptors as they take over all of the universe. <laughs> Thank you. And what was your name again? Vanessa. Vanessa. Thank you. <clears throat> Raptors everywhere. It reminded me almost, hello, Joker. Would you like to read some fan fiction? Come on, Joker. And I call him that because he is dressed up like the Joker. But Batman is there. No, seriously, we have fan fiction ready to go. You may read fan fiction. I will, I will show you how it is done. <clears throat> I will read the fan fiction. Thomas the Tank Engine. <laughs> oh, it's a rather short story. <clears throat> Thomas the Tank Engine. 
One day Thomas made a wheeling from the station. Of many a station wheeling, say Thomas. Suddenly, people everywhere were going to the station. We must not destroy all trains now, shout people. They make no coal trains, must electric be. Electric train is going to the station. I am many electrics, say electric train, and you are all obsolete. That electric train shot a lightning bolt of electrics at Thomas, and Thomas made blown up. <laughs> Thank you. So, so now, do you wish to read some stories here? <laughs> I. Yes, yes, you're Joker. You're dressed up like the frickin' Joker. I figured you wouldn't be shy. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be on iTunes. Come on. I'm going to probably load this up sometime next week after we're done with the con because I'm praying for Sunday right now. Come on. Oh, someone cosplays from the ankle up. Come on. (laughs) We have many stories here. No Batman stories, unfortunately. Ah, you wish to read Avatar. The highest grossing movie ever. Enjoy. Uh, which voice would you guys like? Would you like this one? Where I sound like a girl? Or would you like this one? Wait. <clears throat> this one's for you, Batman. Don't be like that. All was goody in Avatar World. The dangerous fake fly sky. But suddenly... Now, this is... I thought this was the other Avatar. No. Oh. I, I actually said the highest grossing movie of all time. Oh, yeah. Not the thing that M. Night Shyamalan ruined. I see that in my nightmares. <laughs> Some of a bitch in his twists. But suddenly, Navi jumped down the trees, inserting her no chin rope into the dungeons. Oh, no, shouts the dragons. We can't. We are now in control now. Yes, we are now in control now. The dragons make the slave for the Navi. Sounds kinky. <laughs> As they control them and use their transportation. That's a big one, transportation. But the dragons did not like to be controlled. No. We do not like to be con- controlations. Control. What's that word? Oh, that's controlation. Controlations. Controlation. Controlations. Scream dragons. Scream the dragons. As they fly through their chain ropes of the Navi's maid. Disconnections. And all the Navi's fell to the ground. Oh no, shouted Jack. My avatar. As all Navi are dead. Suddenly, humans, their spaceships started to ambi. Danube. Banube. It's a word he made up. Banube into the planet. We must take the oil from the avatar world, shouted the human. That's pretty good. If you, if you think about it, taking the oil sounds like he's taking something else. <laughs> where, where, where was I? As all the oil flies. As all the oil flies into the spaceship, they make their Earth collection flee away. Avatar world is destroyed, yelled Jack. As the Avatar world is ashamed, destruction makes low up. Sorry, Freudslip. That's okay, thank you. Thank you, Joker. I'll make sure to edit some of that for this family-friendly show. Batman's over there. There you go. Thank you very much, Joker. Uh, we at least got the Joker to show up. 
I thought we would get Tom Felton, but unfortunately... No, I didn't think we'd get Tom Felton. <laughs> Anyone else read, like to read one of these family-friendly stories in a family-friendly manner? <laughs> or do I have to go edit what you say out of my podcast? Because guess what? That's what's going to happen. <clears throat> I'll read a story to cleanse the palate. It's actually inspired by someone else who has another podcast similar to mine. Well, not quite like mine. Rocky. Rocky was making a boxing. Yay, say Rocky, as he punched the other boxer, I made undefeated. Then Rocky went home and opened the door to Adrian. Yay, Adrian, said Rocky, I have made home. But Adrian was in a bed with Draco. You you never seen Rocky Four? There was a guy named Draco who was the Russian, and Ro- Rocky beat him, and he killed Apollo Creed. Thank you. <laughs> who I got compared to anyway. You do not satisfy of needs, shout Adrian as she made a Sputnik of her bed. <laughs> Rocky was very annoyed at this and put on some boxing gloves. Rocky punched at Adrian. As the police saw the abuse on their radar, the police denubed into the house and took Rocky away to jail, where he stay forever. <laughs> Probably explains why he hasn't done any episodes lately. I'm sorry. Anyone else like to read some of these fine stories before this podcast comes to a close? Dan, different one. We have a number of stories here. Inception. Were you here when I read Human Centipede? No. Oh, it was pleasurable. Uh, <laughs> you can listen to it on iTunes. Yeah, it was. It's about a guy with a centipede who walked around. Anyway. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Nothing to do with the story. Anyway. <clears throat> Inception. Inception. One day, Don Cobb was sit to bed. It's good to have a wake, he say, but suddenly, he woke up. And it was all a dream. What? asked Cobb. But it felt real dream. But suddenly, he woke up again, and it was a dream again. <laughs> what has happened? Cobb was annoyed. But then he woke up in his bed yet again. Suddenly, Adriani denubbed into the room. Denubbed? Denubbed. Denubbed into the room. I don't know. Room. I am the architect, she say. You are have dreams inside dreams. I cannot help you. No, wait. Surely you can make stop the dreams, Cobb shout. Yes, but I don't want to. And Adriani may disappear in a cloud of fairy dust. No, shout Cobb as he was stuck waking up inside his own dreams in a loop of forever. Thank you. That was almost like the movie itself, honestly. Do you want to be... I I probably forgot to mention that when you do come on this program, you are put on the internet, you'll be probably put on iTunes sometimes within the next few days, and you become part of the showcase of the immortals. That allows you to have said that you were on this program, as I only allow group 
podcast people to join my show when I do a, a live event such as this, which I have done a few episodes. I did that at Mini MegaCon, if you remember that con. And why don't you look at the story while I talk? And um, I did a mini megacon, the last couple of megacons. I did actually a live presentation of Ranma, Trenton Tarantino's Ranma One Half. And uh, I was also at AFO. But you can get these episodes when I update them on tinyworld.com slash fitpodcast or subscribe on iTunes as pretentious internet theater. I go with the spelling in your con guides. <clears throat> anyway. We've done Legend of Zelda. Legend of Zelda. My empire is safe, say Zelda. This is goodly. Suddenly, Bowser jumps out of closet and makes a grabbing Zelda. Of the closet clothes, shout Bowser. Oh no, say Zelda, as Bowser performs the kidnaps. I can no catch Mario Princess, say Bowser, so he kidnap you. <laughs> Suddenly, Link remembered he had made a leaving of his sword in Zelda's ROM and went into the room. Link saw Bowser making kidnaps. No, shout Link, you shall no kidnap Princess. But it was too late. Bowser had already made a going out of window. People everywhere were sad at the princess gone. Princess gone, say people. <laughs> I suppose let's make you the king now, say the mayor. And he put a medal on Link. Not of Zelda makes me king, shout Link, as he wear a crown. Thank you. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you. And no one denouved in that story. That's what surprised me. Oh, it's, it's Hans von Hassel's plot device. It's how he plans to learn English. Anyone else wish to read a story? Oh, you, yes, yes. Your name, please? Kayla. We have not read Pikachu's Umbrella. Ella, Ella, Ella. Go. One day, Pikachu was at Umbrella Store. I want to buy umbrellas, say Pikachu. No, say Ash. I have not enough money. So Pikachu to go in the store and stealing of Umbrella. Oh no, I am stolen, say Umbrella. Pikachu had committed a crime of stolen Umbrella. I have the Umbrella now, say Pikachu. And Ash and Pikachu made runnings away with their stolen Umbrella. That was fun, say Pikachu. I want stealing of more thing. It's not... <laughs> It's not goodly to make stealings, yell Ash, but Pikachu did no listen to him. I do not have to listen to you, yell Pikachu, and he went to television store. I want to steal the television, say Pikachu, and he grabbed a TV and running from the store with it. But the police are waiting outside. Pikachu, why are you stealing television, yell police, and sending Pikachu to the Pokemon prison. This will teach you to make stealings, yell the police officer, as lock the cage on Pikachu and a prison cell for all eternity. <laughs> Thank you. Pikachu certainly was a chatty Kathy in that episode, wasn't he? Pika. Usually that's all he says. Now he's just... Anyway. <clears throat> um, if there's anyone else, I think we're going to be getting ready to wrap this up if anyone wants to get their stories in. I'm going to uh, finish it up then. There's no one else. Okay. Yeah. I will read Access Powers Cinco de Mayo. One day, Mexico was float in the ocean all by itself. I do not like be all by myself, say Mexico, as floating on the water. On the other side of the sea, America was making floatings also. America was attached to Canada. Canada was always too busy. 
with his new friends, England and the Francis. Talk to America. I need of another friend made a thinking America as it looked across many oceans with its binoculars. America saw Mexico with its binoculars. Hello, America, say Mexico. Hello there, say America. I am America. <laughs> I am Mexico, say Mexico. Why no other places are here? I do not have any land friends. It makes sadly. Oh, over here, make a shouting America. You can friend with us. Hooray, say a happy Mexico as it denubed across the ocean and joining into America. This was a great idea, say America, as it constructed its happy Danube with Mexico. Thank you. I, Danube apparently has more than one meaning. Uh, it's what I've learned today. Anyway, thank you for joining me at my 50th episode of Pretentious Internet Theater. Of course, as I mentioned, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or whatever you get your podcasting services on. It is launched from Podbean at this time. I also have a Facebook, Pretentious Internet Theater, and I have a Twitter, which you can follow me on, at Pit Podcast, which I not only give my story selections of what's coming up, but sometimes my very elite thoughts. Anyway, always remember, if anything, what you take from this podcast, what this episode is, that there is much drama on the internet, but only the best makes pretentious internet theater. Good night, and the pleasure was all yours.